0: Is sugar ruling in your life right now? Are you wondering how you can reduce or get rid of sugar if it's even possible? Can you even get rid of these sugar cravings? Well, today on the podcast, I'm bringing on my friend Nada, and she is sharing how she used to be a holic, and now she's completely sugar-free and how it has transformed her life. So tune into this episode and be empowered and encouraged today and know that you can make changes in your health, that you can reduce, you can cut out sugar, you can do what you need to so that you can actually start to feel better. And if you guys don't know, I have a scholarship opportunity going on. You have till January 12th to apply. And especially if you guys are struggling with sugar cravings, this is the perfect opportunity to get support and get coaching you need so you can really figure out what's going on that's causing you to be stuck in these patterns. So there's going to be a link in the description down below where you can apply for the scholarship program. Feel free to share it with a friend because if you or your friend is chosen as the winner, you're both going to get the scholarship. So find that link down below and apply and let's make 2024 a year that you stay committed to your health and you're making healthy habits and you're starting to feel better. Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, mama four and military wife, and I'm passionate about helping women get healthy from the inside out so they can feel better and live their best life. Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight and get in shape? If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently and lose weight sustainably, then you're in the right place. I combine my expertise from my doctorate in physical therapy to my experience as a health coach, personal trainer, and yoga teacher to bring you actionable steps for a healthy lifestyle. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. Hi, Netta. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. We're going to be talking all about sugar today. So Netta, tell us a little bit about you and your story and how you got on this journey.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on. And you've got to know right from the start that pretty much all of my life, until I was 45, I was the world's number one sweet tooth. <laughs> and I loved sugar. Who doesn't? I love chocolate. I was known as the dessert queen. People made extra just for me. And basically every time I had something to celebrate or I was experiencing experiencing some kind of emotion, whether it's negative or positive I would turn to sugar or chocolate or ice cream or whatever. And that was my life. I wasn't unhappy with it. Um, I started to get digestive issues in my early 30s. um, But I never, and I had like other um, health issues and mental health issues, but I never thought it had anything to do with my diet and certainly not sugar because chocolate and sugar was making me feel better not worse in in my mind at least so my um, mid-40s I got my my digestion was so bad that I was going to the bathroom like once a week and that is toxic as you can imagine and uncomfortable to say the least and so it was um, suggested to me to cut sugar and not just sugar but also flour and sweeteners and I was just like no no, I won't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I fought hard against it. I resisted it. And all the time that I resisted it, because I just couldn't imagine my life without sugar. All the time I resisted, nothing changed. Things just stayed the same or got worse. So at one point I got over myself and I said to myself, look, you can do anything, for." and it was only for two weeks, this sort of short-term experiment, no sugar, no flour, no sweeteners, I thought, well, I've done all kinds of things in my life, I can do this, I can do this for two weeks, so I gave it a try, and little did I know, those two weeks turned into months and now years. This was back in 2015. It's been eight and a half years. Wow. Yeah. And I never look back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you started feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't realize the impact that sugar and food can have on our body. So I love how you also connected to your emotions. So you were using food to stuff emotions, to not feel emotions, to avoid something. And also the digestive issues that came with it too, being constipated. So many people don't realize that strong connection between the food and what we're eating and how our digestive system is working. What are some of the main benefits you see either for yourself or for your clients when they decrease or eliminate sugar? The
1: main benefits for myself and for the people that I help more energy right I'm annoyingly energetic and I don't mean energetic in the sense that I run marathons but I just I get up in the morning and I'm full of enthusiasm and energy for the day and it's stable energy until I go to bed you know relatively late I'm sort of you know, from like 6.30 in the morning until 11 at night, I'm on the go and quite happy to to be doing that. And I'm in my 50s now, I haven't slowed down at all. Um, so more energy, my spare tire, my love handles just, just melted away, like effortless weight loss. The, the extra weight I did have melted away. My inflammation went right down, right to mm-hmm. little details like athlete's foot, for example, which you wouldn't mm-hmm. think. Don't get that anymore. Don't hardly ever get headaches anymore. And I used to have two or three a week. I don't have like joint pain, you know, my movements are much more supple. And even like my skin is better. My hair is better. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And my digestion has gone back to
0: normal as well. Yeah. Yeah. And those things like headaches, joint pain. Joint pain, skin, I mean, all have to do with inflammation and sugar is very inflammatory. But yeah, when we also decrease that, that can also help those areas where we're holding fat tend to go too. because if we're eating more sugar and more carbs, we can also be more insulin resistance, which that tends to hold right around our stomach. And I also want to pause here, guys, as we're talking about inflammation and also as sugar is inflammatory, also omega-6s are very inflammatory. And so we want to make sure that we're getting enough omega-3s to reduce the inflammation in our body. So I encourage you to get your omega levels tested. You can do this at home with a simple finger prick test and then supplement with a high quality omega-3 that has polyphenols. I like to use a balanced oil. There's going to be a link down below. And this can really be a simple, easy thing that you can do to decrease the inflammation in your body. So yes, lower the sugar in your diet and also increase these omega-3s and you're going to have a really powerful anti-inflammatory effect together. All right, let's get back to the show today. When we talked before, we also talked about eliminating versus totally cutting it out. So I, for example, do very little sugar. I don't crave it or anything. What I did tell that it before is I crave dairy. And since I've had an autoimmune, I just don't eat dairy anymore. But that is something that if I eat a little of, I would worry that I would get back into that cycle. So I know that's how a lot of people are with sugar. They can't have a little bit of it because it just sort of spirals. So tell me your thoughts on eliminating versus dramatically reducing.
1: Yeah, well, I often like to refer to the, the concept of being a moderator or an, an abstainer. And this comes from Gretchen Rubin, actually, who, and it's really kind of how your natural personality is. So some people's natural personality is they prefer to go step by step and gradually and reducing not to 100%, you know, to whatever is comfortable for them. Other people, like myself, I'm more of a, an all-or-nothing kind of person. And, and that's just my natural personality, and it seems to be the same for sugar for me. I feel freer, uh, more liberated from the hold that sugar used to have on me because I eat zero sugar. And I mean added sugar. I eat um, naturally kind of occurring sugars in vegetables. I eat a little bit of fruit because I've lost the taste for sweetness. I don't enjoy sweet tastes anymore. So I try to keep away from them because I just don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not like I'm denying myself. You know, I don't eat what I don't enjoy as tastes. And these days, and for the last eight and a half years, I don't like sweet tastes anymore. So for me, it's better i or I feel better not to have any added sugars whatsoever or sweeteners because I don't like the taste and I don't like Mm. what they do to me. I don't want to walk around in my life feeling bloated and triggering my cravings. Call me crazy, but I don't want to live my life like that. But I tell you for flour, what you describe is what happens to me when I eat bread and crackers and chips. If I start, I cannot stop. So it's just, I don't want to have that type of behavior. And believe me, I've tested it. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to have that. So um, it's better for me to have zero.
0: Yeah, and I even find this when working with clients is sometimes it's nice to have something that's black and white that you will do or you won't do. And it just makes it easier. So there's no decision. There's no waffling. You're able to do what feels good for your body and how your body functions best. So if that is not with sugar, then you have to think, how is my body gonna function best and really being able to step into that and support that. So does that need to be black and white or can you have a little bit and be okay? And I see it both ways in my clients with different aspects besides sugar too. Sometimes we need that black and white, sometimes we can have a little bit. So you have to really see how you're doing with it and also how your body is feeling because maybe you could handle a little bit of sugar like mentally, but maybe your body is not handling it well. So we need to look at it both ways so we're really feeling good in our body. So you brought it up just real briefly. So tell me a little bit about different forms of sugar.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we don't have adequate vocabulary <laughs> to talk about the different types of sugars. So we get sugar mixed up with carbs. And so I consider personally that I don't eat low carb because what I consider to be extremely high carb is what's called the, the, the SAD diet, the standard American diet, which is extremely high. And so therefore what, how I eat where the carbs come from, vegetables, some fruit, nuts, seeds, dairy for myself, I don't consider that low, I just consider that normal. And the standard American diet is extremely high in carbs. So, you know, I kind of play with the words that way. And and as for sugars, I make the distinction between sugar that is refined and added to, to mostly processed foods by the processed food industry and sugar that naturally occurs in fruits and vegetables and dairy and nuts and seeds um, that... You know, and, and, you know, and carbs is like also a confusing term because fiber is also a carb, you know, and doesn't affect the body at all in the same way as refined carbs. So um, that that's how I see it. It's basically instead of um, wondering, is this added sugar? Is it good sugar? Is it bad sugar? I look at the level of processing of my food. Right. And so if it has been processed and tampered with by the food industry, the processed food industry, I try to keep away from it. I don't just try I actually keep away from it. <laughs> and if it's whole foods where the foods don't have labels and are the ingredients rather than having a list of ingredients, then those are the ones I tend to go for much more.
0: Yeah, I love that because I've had clients before been like, well, g- grapes are bad. I hear they're high in sugar. I'm not going to eat them. And, and yes, they are higher in the glycemic index, but that doesn't make it bad. And the same person was also like telling me how she had a margarita and we have all these other things. And then we villainize some of these healthier foods. So we really need to keep that perspective. I love how you sort of labeled it the processing level, because I think that's good for something that is sugar or sweeter based. And also when we look at those different types of carbs, we really want to stick to what's whole and healthy and think of our diet as a whole. So I love that. And also you talked a little bit about how you don't like super sweet things as much anymore. And I think this is important because I even noticed this for myself when I started cutting out or dramatically reducing sugar and the artificial sweeteners too. your taste buds change and they get used to that. I just recently had a client that I was working with and she was eating yogurt that was sweetened. And so we are working on trying to decrease her sugar, make sure she's getting out of insulin resistance and, So I give options like, hey, get the plain sugar. If you can't stand the taste, you can add a little bit of sugar. But let's fill that yogurt up with berries and nuts and seeds and all this other stuff. So when you take a spoonful of it, you're going to have a berry or two on that bite for your sweetness. And she was able to do that. So without adding any sugar, she was able to eat the plain yogurt with like the fruits and berries. And I think she had some nuts in it. And it was fine. And then we start our taste buds start to change and develop like that. And we get used to it, how, how they should be, because our food is so sweetened that we have developed that taste that isn't totally. meant to be. Absolutely, and I often say
1: that our taste buds and our brains have been jacked up on extra super sweet tastes that we find a normal right up here. But actually, yeah, within two weeks, your taste buds can completely regenerate and it's it was amazing to me as I said at the beginning I was the world number the world's number one sweet tooth and here I was several weeks later like going like oh it's just too sweet I just don't like it and that includes even some fruits even like grapes they're not bad I just don't like the taste anymore yeah
0: Yeah. And then you really start to step into a place of nourishing your body. Because we talked about this too. Sugar is so addictive. It's like more addictive than drugs. So we develop these strong cravings for it. So tell me a little bit about your experience with cravings. Yeah,
1: well, the reason why I resisted so long that this idea of cutting sugar is that partly was I was just scared of cravings. I thought, well, if I cut out all these sugary foods, then I'm gonna die of cravings. And the weirdest thing happened is that the very fact that I cut out all sweet tastes for those two weeks, and I'm not saying it's gonna do that for everyone, but for me, that is kind of what saved me from the worst of the cravings because my I let my taste buds get used mm. to less sweetness. And yes, things for the first few days tasted blah and not very good. And it's like, well, You know, get over it, Netta. I said to myself, you know, you can handle a few days of things not really tasting that good, but my taste buds got used to less and less sweetness. And so the cravings really weren't that, didn't last that long, Mm. Um, taste wise. Emotionally, that was a different question. And I often say that your brain is slower than your body, it catches up more slowly. So the memories, of the sweet foods. The associations that I made of in this context, I've always eaten this sweet food, right? That was a lot, lot slower to for me to, to get used to and to work through. I had to find other coping skills from for my emotions, which I'm still working on eight and a half years down the line. You know it's not a one and done deal. I had to find other ways to enjoy life, have fun, celebrate, reward myself, which I'd always done with sugar or chocolate. So I had to find alternatives. And so I had to basically grow up, That's how I see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And so for you, I love how you differentiated a little bit of that craving, sort of doing that cutting out sugar, just totally cutting it out and your taste buds adapting. But I think that is what people struggle with is more that emotional piece that you talked about. That is what I work on with clients. And as we talk and you start to uncover those connections and also like those associations you were talking about. So if you're going to whatever birthday party you associate having cake or whatever it is, or you go somewhere and it's your grandma's pie and having to do something different in those situations. And at first it feels like you're fighting yourself. But I think sometimes when we go back to the idea of what's really nourishing us, what does our body really need? How do I wanna feel? And then being able to work through some of those different motions. And just like you, I'm still working on my coping skills, still building my emotional intelligence. It's not a one and done thing. It's something we have to keep working on for our health and just our life in general. So I would love it before we end soon, if you could just share maybe one of your coping skills or something that really helped you working through that emotional piece. Yes. Well,
1: but there's lots of different things that I teach, but one of the things that helped me that I give as a sort of a challenge to the, to the students in my program is to say, set yourself a challenge and to see how much Fun can you have in your life without turning to sugar? And it's basically the question that you said before: how do I want to feel? And even greater than that, how do I want to live my life? Mm -hmm. And I set myself this type of challenge to sit, you know, to say, okay, Netta, let's see just how much fun you can have without sugar today and it was just for today and it's been several todays in the last eight and a half years but it's it was more fun for me to set this as as a personal challenge for myself rather than to feel like a victim of sugar because I feel that then we give away our personal power to sugar Mm -hmm. and it's it's not up to sugar to determine how you live your life in my humble opinion in my experience. What I teach is you have your personal power to decide how you want to live your life, right? And don't give away that power to sugar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just an example, it made me think of my daughter. She's 16 and she just started dual enrollment. So college classes and we celebrated the end of her semester. She did anatomy and physiology. She had Spanish. They were both hard. She had an English class that was easy, plus other things. So she wanted to celebrate by going to Starbucks. So I am not a sweet drink person. I don't even drink caffeine. So, but I went with her. We rode our bikes there because it's close to us. And she got herself a drink and I didn't have anything. And I was okay because what was the point of that? It was connecting with my daughter. I didn't need a drink. I don't have to feel awkward sitting at Starbucks without buying a drink. Hey, it's okay. (laughs) Or I could get like an herbal tea if I wanted to or something. But to... Be able to step into something different and be able to live differently. That's where it gets a little bit easier to make these changes.
1: Totally, totally. And when you take away the sugar, this is what I say in the introduction of my podcast when you take away the sugar, then you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. And that could be the people that you're celebrating with, like in your case, with your daughter or any other valuable experience that you're having that has nothing to do with sugar. Yes.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the way you word that. (laughs) Well, Nada, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And feel free if there's anything else you want to share before we wrap up. Sure.
1: Well, I also have a podcast. So it's called Life After Sugar also in the top 100 in the US. And I have a website, which is
0: aftersugarclub.com. Yeah, perfect. So I hope you guys were encouraged by this episode today. And if you feel like sugar is ruling in your life and you don't really feel in control of it, I hope that this has encouraged you to either figure out how you can decrease it or cut it out. Go cold turkey if you need to to really step into where you can feel better in your health and and in your body. So make sure you check out Netta's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode today. And I just want to remind you, apply for that scholarship program. Get the support you need so you can start making those changes in your health. Let's really figure out how we can make this a sustainable way to lose weight, to get healthy, to get in shape. And we're going to work on your goals together. And you're going to have the full support and full accountability you need from me for three months. All right, check the description down below and keep on moving, guys.